Aloha. Good morning. Good morning from beautiful Waikiki Beach. Beautiful sunrise this morning here in, here in Hawaii. I know where you are. It might actually already be lunchtime or who knows where you are all around the world. We just love it. If, uh, if you're watching, say aloha. Tell us where you're from. Uh, tell us where you're watching from. That'd be good to know. Hey, Mark. Hi, Jane. Good to see you guys. See you both. Uh, tell us where you're watching from and what was the other question I wanted to ask you? What good book are you reading? If you if you like to read, what good book are you reading? By the way, my, my book, uh, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, is being re-released by Sophia Institute this month. And uh, I think it's already up on Amazon. I haven't checked it, but I think it's already there. So so uh, let's uh, let's share with each other what great book are you reading these days. I've been reading uh, Dante's... Um, Divine Comedy. I'm all the way into Paradise now, and I've also have a few other books I'm reading at the same time. I love to study Aristotle and Plato and Socrates, but I'm not very smart, so I'm I'm reading a, a Aristotle. Uh, I forget the title, but it's not. It's just a, it's just an easy version of understanding Aristotle, and I'm reading um, uh, this book, also published by my pub publisher, False Mercy. It's, it's you're seeing it in reverse, I guess. But uh, recent heresies distorting the Catholic Church. So, um, what books are you reading? Hi, Jennifer. Aloha. So we're le reading from this beautiful book, the Catholic Catechism, and uh, and uh, we love it because it's it's uh, we don't have to worry about heresy here. We know we're getting uh, the t the tested and truthful um, teaching of the Church. That's been the same teaching from uh, generations, right, for 2,000 years. And we're talking about this interesting uh, thing, the restoration, the restoration. Um, the forgetting of the law and the infidelity to the covenant end in death. It is the exile, apparently the failure of the promises, which is in fact the mysterious fidelity of the Savior God and the beginning of a promised restoration. Um, but according, you know, as Jesus said, behold, I make all things new, right? So um, Jesus, uh, the act of the cross, the mystery of the cross and what it all means. Uh, the people of God had to suffer this purification. In God's plan, the exile already stands in the shadow of the cross. And the remnant of the poor that returns from the exile is one of the most transparent transfigurations of the church. So it's all speaking about this time uh, at the cross and the, the coming, the, the whole new, the, 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 the final days, um, the, the restoring of everything. When, when we die, our souls, if we're in Christ, our souls go to heaven or a part of heaven called purgatory. Otherwise, they go to hell. But um, I love that, Jane, you're, you're loving Father Schmitz. That's beautiful. And my friend Jeff Cavins, too, is involved in that. Um, I have Jeff Cavins' Bible right here. I love that, that his adventure Bible. But uh, there will be the resurrection of the dead. But Jesus came, Jesus came uh, to restore our dignity. Think of Jesus as going to the cross like a weightlifter who, who does, who leans over, picks up the weights, and then lifts it above his head and then presses it. That's an image of Jesus on the cross. That's an image of Jesus reaching down, becoming man, 
lifting up the dignity of, our, of who we are and restoring us uh, into the image and likeness of God. It's, a, it's, it's also why we as Catholics understand the, the, uh, the process of purgation that we go through here on earth or, uh, or in, uh, in heaven. Um, we, there's a, a heresy that says basically once saved, always saved. If you make a decision for Christ, then you're going to heaven, even if you live like hell. In other words, or they'll say, well, if they made a decision for Christ and they don't and they don't live a good life, then they must have really never made it. They must have really never been saved. There's that that, uh, that once saved, always saved heresy. But we know we have to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. And that is even in 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 in, in when we die, if we go to purgatory, it's because of our dignity that we go there. In purgatory, there's a purifying of our desire. You know, we're we're in a part of heaven called purgatory. And there, it's not like you die and presto change, oh God just instantly makes you this perfect person. He gives you the opportunity to see him as he is and, to, and to, to die to yourself, to die to your own agendas, to die to any selfishness. And just you long for God so much, as the Bible says, love is a fire no man can quench. And it just burns away the dross. Uh, you willingly yield to the fire of God's love burning away your own selfishness, uh, burning your own self-centeredness and longing for God. And so the, the, the uh, place of purgatory is a, is a place of great dignity, great dignity, where God helps us uh, to finish the work, to let go of our wills and let our wills be joined to his will, which, of course, to say God's will is to say God's love, because God is love, the Bible tells us. The expectation of the Messiah and his spirit. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. That's from uh, Luke 24. Isn't that cool that God does stuff? <laughs> God is at work. And guess what? Isn't it cool that you get to work too? That you're part of God's work? That he has a plan for you today even to, uh, to serve him and work in his kingdom. And I just wonder what cool things what cool work we will do when we're uh, in heaven. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Two prophetic lines were to develop, one leading to the expectation of the Messiah, the other pointing to the announcement of the Holy Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit. They converge in the small remnant, the people of the poor, who wait in hope, in hope the consolation of Israel and the redemption of Jerusalem that bright light, Jerusalem. There's no other city that I've seen that's quite like Jerusalem, especially when you stand on the Mount of Olives and you look around, you look across the valley and you see this, this city on a hill. We have seen earlier how Jesus fulfills the prophecies concerning himself. We limit ourselves here to those in which the relationship with the Messiah and his spirit, his Holy Spirit, appears more clearly. The characteristics of the awaited Messiah begin to appear in the book of Emmanuel. What book are we speaking of there? The book of Isaiah. Some people call it the fifth gospel. Isaiah said this when he saw his glory. Speaking of Christ, especially in the first two verses of Isaiah chapter 11. There shall come forth a shoot 
from the stump of Jesse. Have you seen that? Trees uh, that uh, are kind of dormant and then a, a, a new branch starts to grow and a tree that's dead and a new branch starts to grow. Uh, I know like in the beautiful redwood trees where I was raised in Santa Cruz, they would live hundreds, even thousands of years, uh, over a thousand years. Uh, and there would be uh, a redwood tree that had been hit by lightning and that's what killed it. And so it's burned out and the center stump, which would be as big as this room, uh, is burnt out. But there are new redwood trees being birthed out of its roots. So there's a family of trees that surround that one tree. And that's, that's the picture, I think, of this root of there is this death and resurrection of new life uh, coming from those, 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 um, those roots. Well, just now, just at this moment, I just felt this overwhelming feeling of love for my wife. I can hardly wait for her to get up, maybe take her to breakfast. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. So that's what, that's what, uh, that's what redwood trees do. They spread out their roots wide, uh, not necessarily deep, but wide, so they can cling on, cling on, and they don't fall over. And, uh, and then the new trees will come out of their roots. It's interesting too, in, in the banyan, where I'm gonna take her to breakfast, the Moana, there's trees here called banyan trees. And as the branches spread out, they drop vines down. And these vines, eventually, the vine drops down and it goes into the soil. And that vine, the, the falling from the branch becomes a new, it becomes like another trunk. So it gets thicker and thicker and, 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 that, and that vine becomes as big as a tree. And so one city block can be, a, a city block in Maui is one banyan tree, about the size of a city block. One canopy from one tree, but branches going out, roots going down, branches going out, vines coming down and becoming another, another trunk, another trunk, another trunk. And that's the nature of what we're doing here, right? We're just spreading out, and we're spreading out and going deep with the Lord, setting out our branches and going deep. They shall come forth to shoot from the stump of Jesse. Hey, Dalmar, good to see you. Aloha. Let us know where you're watching from. Uh, let's see. So someone is saying she's reading the books, Overcoming the Evil Within, and also The Four Last Things. Those are good books. I've read the, the, second, the second book. If it's the author I'm thinking of, I've read that book too. It's good, very good. The, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse. And who's Jesse? That's King David's dad. And Jesus is in the line of David. And a branch shall go grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's with a capital S. And the spirit of wisdom and understanding and the spirit of counsel and might. And the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, isn't it interesting? The spirit of wisdom and understanding. Okay, I get that. The spirit of counsel, spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And the, but the spirit of might. That God moves in power. And God is all-powerful. It's not that, that Satan is kind of powerful. There, there can be no comparison. And that's why in this day today, when you see evil in the world, don't be afraid of evil. Evil, as, August, as, as uh, Aquinas said, uh, and Augustine as well, evil is just, evil can't create anything. All evil can do is destroy the good. All evil can do is like, turn like here in this room where I have the lights on it can turn down the lights but it can't create light and so 
in this this season when you look in the world and you see so much evil so much of what is good is being called bad you see these these uh, the the antifa the the anarchy the communism and all that conversation taking place and the wokeness with all evil can do is destroy itself all evil can do is destroy and eventually evil destroys itself if you think about what happened in versailles in the in the french revolution which was not not a good thing <laughs> it killed many many catholics and they had guillotines and they were emptying the convents and the monasteries and guillotining people those people that set those guillotines up ended up that mob mentality which you see with the social woke mob uh, that mob those mobs eventually began to kill each other on those same guillotines so it, it within within these movements of anarchy and wokeness are the seeds of their own destruction because evil cannot create anything evil is just the declination of the good so don't have fear god is all powerful and satan is a punk so I'll just finish with this. Hi, Christy. Aloha. The Messiah's characteristics are revealed above all in the servant's song. That's the one from Isaiah. These songs proclaim the meaning of Jesus' passion and show how he will pour out the Holy Spirit to give life to the many, not as an outsider, but by embracing our, our own form as a servant or as a slave. Taking our death upon himself, he can communicate to us his own spirit of life. Uh, uh, Aquinas said God could have saved us in many different ways. He could have pardoned us. But God didn't just pardon us. He embraced us. He became man. He gave all that he could and uh, in, in redeeming us. This is why Christ inaugurates the proclamation of the good news. Right? That's what the gospel means. By making his own the following passage from Isaiah. Remember, when Jesus began his ministry, he read this passage. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So Lord, we just, we pray right now for everyone that's watching and all that will be this video will be shared with. We pray for your spirit of power, your spirit of peace, uh, that you would liberate in, in any way that we're captive today, where we feel <laughs> imprisoned in our in our lives, uh, in our ability to live a life of virtue, where we're not able to live that life as fully as we as we desire to. I would pray that you would set the captives free, that you would bind Satan, that you would bind the enemy. And then you would let good things run wild in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Don't forget we have a retreat here December 11th through the 8th through the 11th, I mean. So you're welcome to come. Makainoa Okamakua, Kekeke, Ameke Uhana Hemalele, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, we want our mama bears to go to deepadventure.com and become part of the Mama Bears uh, Mug Club, our, our non-Facebook community for the women, and the men to go to deepadventure.com and join the uh, 
join the School of Manliness where we have our own man cave, non-Facebook community, and we have a three-year uh, curriculum that we're going through together on manliness. Okay, ahui ho, aloha, God bless you guys.